0: Another law concerning the ketubah that Yehava must pay his wife. He may not say to her while they are still married, "The money for your ketubah is lying on the table." That is, he cannot limit the property of for ketubah to money that he sets aside. Rather, all of his brother's properties are pledged for ketubah. A similar rule applies to every woman's ketubah. Similarly, a man may not say to his wife, "The money for your ketubah is lying on the table." Rather, all his properties are pledged to her ketubah. Okay, so neither Yavam or the ordinary husband is allowed to designate specific property of his wife's kutubah because that would cause resentment. She would feel that he hates and wants to divorce her. Now we return to the kutubah Yavam must pay. If he divorced after performing Yibum, she has the right to collect only a kutubah and he may sell any of his late brother's remaining properties. If he remarried her before paying a kutubah, she's like all of the women who if they get divorced and then remarry the same man, they're entitled only to the original kutubah and thus she's entitled only to her original kutubah that she may Only from the property her husband inherited from his brother. Now, Perak Tet, Mishnah Aleph. So, as we learned in the previous Perak, although a woman's Malog properties belong to Husband has some rights in the properties. He may eat the produce. He can stop her from selling them or giving them away. And when she dies, he inherits them together with the rest of her property. This Mishnah discusses a husband who gives up all or some of his rights to the wife's milag's property. If one writes, okay, if it's, you know, uh, even if he says it, but if, if one writes to his wife, I have no legal claim or argument with respect to your milag properties. He may still eat the produce from her properties while she's still alive. may and if she dies before him, he inherits them from her. Despite a statement, he did not mean to give up either of those rights okay he said only that was giving up his rights to her properties which reverts to the properties themselves and not to the produce he also described them as your properties which implies that he gives up his rights only as long as she owns them thus he keeps his right to inherit them after she dies and they're no longer hers now, Imken, if so, Lama dinu If so, if we went through all of this, why did the writer have no legal claim or argument with respect to your Malag properties? Shim machra venatznakayam. He meant that if she sold or gave the properties away, the transaction stands and he cannot take them back. Okay, so, um so, as we learnt in the first peric, in the first Mishnah of the eighth parak, that if a woman inherits property after Niswin and sells it, her husband can take it back from the buyer. In our Mishnah's case, the husband gave up this rights; He is thus unable to seize her Malok property from the buyer after she sold it. Furthermore, she is even permitted to sell it in the first place. Now, a statement in which the husband gives up even more of his rights. If you wrote to her, I have no legal claim or argument with respect to your Malok properties or their produce, he may not eat the produce from her properties while she is alive, since he explicitly gave up that right by adding, their produce. If she dies before him, he inherits them from her because he did not give up that right. So according to the previous Tanah, the husband has given up the rights to all produce. This Mishnah now presents a dissenting view. Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda says, even if he wrote to her that he gives up the right to the produce, he can always eat the produce of the produce. This means that if she sells the produce and uses the money to buy land, he has the right to the produce of the new land. Furthermore, he is entitled to the produce of that produce and so on. Unless he writes to her, I have no legal claim or argument with respect to your Malak properties, their produce, or the produce of their produce, forever. By adding the word forever, he gives up his right to any produce that results from the produce of her land, no matter how many steps removed. Now, how, how, about, how, how can he give up all of his rights? If he wrote to have no legal claim or argument with respect to your malog properties, their produce, or the produce of their produce when you are alive and when you are dead, he may not eat the produce when she is alive, and if she dies before him, he does not inherit the properties from her, since he explicitly gave up even that right. A dissenting view, though. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says, "If he d- she dies, he inherits her. Even though he wrote that he's giving up that right." Because in doing so, he made a stipulation that goes against something written in the Torah. Since this is a biblical law that a husband inherits his wife, and if anyone makes a stipulation that goes against something written in the Torah, his stipulation is void. Have a great day.